Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, a few honorable mentions, some other odds and ends for a nice little video game discussion. I'm Dan, and with me as always, Ray. What's going on, everybody? Today's guest, as always, every school semester that Joel teaches, we have one of the Red Hawk Gamer students on our podcast. And tonight's guest, I'd say it probably has to be the one. I believe it's our third Red Hawk Gamer that we've had on. And probably the one that's dived, you know, kind of headfirst and most into C3, doing all the events, posting, chatting everywhere. You see him on Twitch, which he joins everyone's stream. You'd see him at MC Logic on Twitch, but on Channel 3, he is Ian. Ian. How you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. I'm actually really happy to be here. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're happy to have you. We're uh, we're laughing and joking here and seeing your uh, your fellow classmates uploading assignments because we do record these on Sunday nights and obviously the clips of the week for these students are due. We're seeing them posted, but not you. You're ahead of your work. You get yourself done on time. That's why you're on the podcast. You see, it all works out this way. Oh yeah, I I always got to be ahead on school stuff. Even though I did post my last clip, what what like less than an hour ago. But there's a story behind that. We don't have to go into it. And this is this people is a senior. This is supposed to be a slacker. This is somebody who's ahead of the game here. Take notes, people. He's on top of it. So we've got three. We got three games to talk about to start out here, and we got a little theme. It was content, creativity, and community. That's kind of that's what we're going to talk about here as. We go through these games, and the first game on the list is Mario Kart 8, which I'll go ahead and say, I mean, you've jumped, you played the the Channel 3 2 tournament, uh, you're, you joined in on Kart Gangs with the Dad Gaming, uh, you just a big Mario Kart fan? Oh yeah, huge Mario Kart fan. I mean, I grew up with a 64 in my household, so I was playing Mario Kart 64 with my dad, my younger sister. You know, the controls in 64 in particular really bad but i'm glad that future games have solved that problem and especially like mario kart 8 with as much content as it has and the amount of people that i've met now on channel 3 that i can actually consistently play it a lot more so nice it's been refreshing to get back into that game a lot now i'm gonna i'm gonna ask this i'm probably gonna end up asking a couple times because dan and i end up talking as old people whenever we have the uh the red hawk gamer on you had an n64 in the house whose n64 was it it was yours no it was my it was my dad's and the story behind that (laughs) i'm pretty sure he told me he actually won it out of a cereal box really yeah oh man i'm gonna he was one of those lucky people and it's just been sitting in our basement i think it's actually still at least somewhat plugged into a television somewhere Mm -hmm. I was just at home this past weekend. I came back to campus because, you know, I have classes and stuff. But I actually didn't see if the 64 is plugged in. If it was, I totally would have maybe considered playing a game on it for at least a little bit because I've been playing Wonder all weekend. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's been it's been absolutely amazing game. So Mario Kart, you play a bunch. And obviously you said you're playing more here with the group. What's the uh, what's the go to cart character? Lately, I've been playing Kamek, actually. Dropped in the last wave. He's just he's just a goofy little character. I don't know what it is about him, but Kamek on the teddy buggy mm-hmm. with the roller wheels, I think that's kind of settled into the meta. So I've, I've just been playing meta when I've been playing a little bit more competitively, but casually, I'll play pretty much anybody. So playing competitively, that mean, were you running Waluigi back before they kind of started this giant change? Because... 
you know, I think people thought that the, you know, metal was going to stay the same, that they weren't going to change kind of the character balances, and all, and all of a sudden they, they switched everything up. Oh yeah, no, I was, I was running Waluigi Wiggler in online lobbies. Oh. I was one of those. All right, this is a me problem. I wasn't sure. It is, it is oh. a you problem. All right, I don't know what happened. I just, literally, everything froze, and I just nothing else froze. Only Discord. Huh. I had so to I, shut it down and turn it I, back on. Like nothing, I, nothing else was wrong. I believe Ian was discussing the uh, the fact that the uh, controls are terrible on Cart uh, sixty four as it is on <laughs> has not aged well on most sixty four yeah. games. We're gonna shut up and let you resume your tirade. <laughs> okay, first of all, I don't Dan, I don't know why Dan's honing in on controls on N sixty four. Why I, Dan? Why do you hate the N sixty four? No, I don't. I this I, is a real I, question. I, I don't hate the controls on it. I'm saying that they have aged poorly. But I also have not like I have not played them on an N sixty four controller since then. So my only experience with them since then has been trying to play on them on Switch controllers. No, not even on a Pro controller, but just on on the Joy Cons because I'm that guy. Oh that's, man, that's, see, that's, that's, but, see that's, that's your mistake, right? There. Yeah, no, that's no, the problem there. No, I, I don't know if it is because the control layout's still the same. The thing is, like, it just it does not feel as intuitive now because there's two generations or you know a couple generations. Between the upgrades they made for the GameCube and then, you know, we, we're not going to talk about the the Wii controllers in the meantime. Though again, that Pro controller was really iterative on the GameCube oh, yeah. controller too. But the 64 controls have just they they have not translated well on the Switch uh, the Switch Online service, and no one can I argue that. I don't think they work well. I think I think I don't think Mario Kart runs well anymore. If you talk if you talk about like game. Like Ian said, that's kind of aged and really changed and cleaned itself up. I think Mario Kart's got to be the prime example of that. Oh, eight, eight is the peak. Like I, I almost don't want them to make ten. Like again, I, I will address Kart Tour being recognized in house as nine by them, but I don't want them to make ten because I they've I, they've what, perfected what it. They they like the controls are perfect. There's nothing. They 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 understood that too. That's like we're just going to release another game inside of this game. So. <laughs> I'm See, taking. I, might, I gotta put my soapbox away. I'm doing a ray a ray rant right now. Yeah, I think from Mario Kart, it might be one of those things to where I I really hope this doesn't happen. But they release the Switch two, and then they make a Mario Kart eight deluxe deluxe. <laughs> just like they did in. the Wii U to the Switch, just like port all the Switch games over. Like, man, if Nintendo resorts to just porting at the start of a launch con or at launch of a new console, oh man. <laughs> No, they'll, they'll they'll have a new game. They'll have a yeah. They're gonna. I my my guess is they they go crazy and they throw in a new Odyssey and. Oh yeah, that that rumor's yeah. been out there. Wait, hold on, stop. We're not, we're not at that part yet. Keep going. Get back. Get back to your game. <laughs> okay, your so game. again, my yeah, I, I don't know how Dan's gonna put this all together, but at some point something froze. I asked Ian about cart. I heard him talk about Kamek. Oh no, I'm, all that stuff that just happened there staying in. That's great. <laughs> I asked even about Kamek and he loves it. And then I had a question that I think happened while I froze. And I was saying, so were that you? Was, that was what prompted the controls, was it? Was that where? Yeah. I can't, I Just can't roll remember. with it. Roll with it. This is all staying in. Oh, of course. Were you playing meta characters before kind of the DLC? Because I don't know if anyone thought or even had the idea that, hey, when they put the new courses out, they're also going to rebalance the characters and kind of open it up right it was just like well everyone just accepted it. we're gonna play waluigi and roy and call it a day oh yeah no i i was full meta all the way when playing online waluigi wiggler rollers i was the whole shebang 
And like you said, Ray, I did not expect the stat changes at all with the DLC. Like, I don't even remember when they changed it, but there was a point where Rosalina and, the, and Link were the meta, which, as a Rosalina enjoyer, I was happy with that change. But then they made all the medium weights the meta now. It's just like, what? Yoshi? Birdo? No, I'm, I'm sticking with Kamek. Gonna be Kamek all the way through unless they make another change with Wave 6. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Prada Plant on the on the few times I still turn on Mario Kart <laughs> because I'm just, I just I, I'm on Speedstorm right now. That's whoa, I love it. Whoa, whoa, too hot, too hot, too hot. Back off. <laughs> All right, give me a course, Ian. Give give me a course that you want to race on, and then give me a course you don't want to race on. Ooh, I gotta say, I have a lot of favorites in Mario Kart Eight, and that's just because I play it a lot. <laughs> even though I don't have nearly as many hours as some of the real grinders on Channel 3. But if I had to pick a race that I for sure wanted to race on, as of recent, I would probably say Rock Rock Mountain. And the reason for that, a little, little off the rails here, I'm sorry, but one of the things I did over the summer is that I made a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe custom cup builder. So you could go through pick four tracks, upload it to the website, share it with the world. And in one of the custom cups that I made, I led off with Rock Rock Mountain, and I played the absolute crap out of that cup. 150, 200, back and forth and back and forth, just to make sure that this cup felt legit and it would fit into the game as it is. And Rock Rock Mountain was always that start that I had to make sure I did well on or else I had to restart. Now hold on, we'll jump in here because I gotta ask Ian, what are those four? What are those what are the four that make that cup up? Ooh, Rock Rock Mountain, DK Jungle, Los Angeles Laps, and Mary Mountain are the are the four. Ooh, we, got, we gotta Angeles talk to Chicken Laps. Romaine. I think we gotta we gotta do like a special Saturday event. Of, yeah, Los uh, Angeles Laps is feel like it's thrown in there. Like, I got a theme and all of a sudden like, yeah, by the way, hit the rows right in between there too. That's yeah, rough. right. And actually, with this cup in particular, I messed around with having, uh, I think it was 3DS Rainbow Road at the end of it. But then I put Mary Mountain in there. I'm like, oh, this just feels so much better. I don't know why, but it just felt better. So I put Mary Mountain in there. And it just give, stuck. And they give me a course you don't want to race on. Ice Ice Outpost. I, I don't know what it is about that track, but I just never liked it. That's kind of a hot take. But I don't, I don't know. Weird track. I, I, it's not my favorite either, by the way. I, I'm sure some people like it. That that shortcut on that one is one that throws me off. Like I just can't hit that turn correctly. Yeah, it's, and like I know a, it's like a 40 degree turn. Can, yeah, you got like and a people who can, they, like, I mean, kill it. I can't. I can't do that one. So I'm, I'm with you on it. I'm okay and, with um, that. and just while you were talking about it, Ray, I was I'm looking at the cup builder right now, and I'm like, what? What cup is this track even in? Like I never. I just forget about this track, <laughs> and it just. I don't know. This I, I just don't enjoy it. It's it's bland. The one day that we had the target on it, I was way off, and I got really annoyed because I just don't know the track that well. It's just like, ah, just oh, not not fun for me. So that's my probably one of my least favorite tracks in the game. All right, I'm gonna finish with this question here because we have we've we're in this era on Channel Three of of these controversial or kind of hot takes that people are going on all the time. So I got to get, what, what are your thoughts on baby park? That was, that was up a little, 
a little earlier. You know, I think it was in season five ago. We got into it. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to say Baby Park is only fun with item toggle. Okay, what items are you going to put on Baby Park to make it fun? Usually something stupid, like only bullet bills or only blue shells. <laughs> Just make it more chaotic than it already is. <laughs> I, I like it. Just kind of leaning, leaning into it. Really oh, yeah. Like, I, I, like gonna... the, I like the blue shells only, right? I think we got to, I think we do it. We do the Ian Cup. And the I know Ian it's not Cup. Baby Park, but, the, but blue shells only that night. I think we got to look into this. You got to pick small tracks because you're right. On the blue shows only, it's going to hit first place. Where, where's first place? Right next, right next to fifth place. Yeah, you got to do all the short tracks or all the one lap tracks too, like Mount Wario, because just, those races can be pretty close too. Constant blue shells. There you go. That's an idea. I'm going to send that. Okay, I'm going to send it to Romain. I'm going to type it up for him. All right, well, let's move on to game two, and uh, we'll jump around a little bit here and jump into Minecraft. Uh, so first I have to ask, where, where does this fall in your gaming history? I feel like Minecraft might be the game that I've played the most. All right, so what do you, what do you think you've put in here? I really wish Minecraft had an hour tracker, but it doesn't. <laughs> but if I had to guess, hold on, wait, I, I need a point of reference. I'm opening Steam real quick. Uh-oh. Uh, it's always watching. <laughs> so just as a point of reference i have a little over a thousand hours in rocket league on steam i probably have if i had to guess maybe 11 or 1200 hours in minecraft yeah you, well you've also got more time like there's a history probably with it where, so where did minecraft come in for you i would say it was probably fourth or fifth grade maybe like elementary school going so into like five school. years ago for you then okay cool that's uh, <laughs> No, go on, go on. Sorry, it's 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 been. I mean, you were pretty early adopter then, probably. Oh yeah, I I was playing Minecraft before horses came out. I vividly remember when that update that had horses dropped because I was actually on vacation with my family. We were in Orlando, Florida, visiting Universal Studios, and we were in our hotel playing Minecraft on a land world, just messing around with horses. Wait, what were you playing it on? Um, just laptops. Oh, just I, just had the laptops at the ready for the family trip. Oh yeah, no, my mom always brought her laptop with her on trips. She still does, and I somehow convinced her to let me download Minecraft and play Minecraft on her laptop. <laughs> I must begin tanning the leather, mother. I must. I must create the saddle for this horse. But yeah, uh, Minecraft in elementary school. But I think. One of the other big reasons why I played a lot of Minecraft is that I really got into like the multiplayer aspect of it, but not just like regular vanilla multiplayer. I mostly play on Java Edition, and pretty much all of the popular servers on Java Edition, and partially Bedrock too, have different plugins and minigames that you could play. And just throughout my history of playing on one of the big minigame servers, I happened to run into who's now a really good online friend of mine, who he and his buddy were actually trying to put a Minecraft server together. And this was probably like six or seven years ago before I had even met them, but I think this project in general may have been going on for close to 10 now. So just through like off and on through the years and stuff, we've been trying to put together our own minigame server slash like creative server and there's 
there's been a bunch of different iterations and stuff, but we're now trying to bring it back as just a creative server with the most recent version of Minecraft, and it's a lot of fun. So how did that start? You just bumped into them, and you guys were like just kind of building stuff, and like, hey, what's up here? So by the time I got involved, I think they had already had something fairly established. Like I think they had like three or four games together already, and I had ran into someone that introduced me to that server. I don't really know how he got involved with it. But once I met them, I had just really fallen in love with what they did because back when I was uh, playing all these minigame servers, I wanted to be a game developer when I grew up. So having the firsthand experience of knowing two people that were basically game developers within a game, I was just like astounded by it. I'm just like, wait, these guys are doing what I want to do for a living, but in Minecraft, this is awesome. So you just kind of, so so do you find yourself? Just a, a creative guy more here. I mean, again, it kind of hits, kind of hits one of your three C. I guess you get two of your your three C's here between creativity and uh, community. Do we hit? Do we hit all three to be a good content also out of this? Yeah, I mean, I would say we hit all three just because Minecraft has a lot of content. I mean, with this particular iteration of the server that we're trying to bring back with the most recent versions of Minecraft, we're updating stuff that we had had from the last couple of iterations. Just because Minecraft internally has added so much more stuff. So I would say having the ability to like express my creativity in a different kind of way that's more centered on having a user get involved with the more technical parts is really why I like it so much. And not to mention, I've just had the opportunity to build a lot of minigame maps and stuff back when they tried to do minigames. So how, how do the mini games work? You know, what are, what are like two of the mini games? What what are two of the focuses you're looking at for the server? You're trying to sell something. Okay. Like, hey, you want to come in here? I, I, you know, I'm sure there's like a hey, I've got we, we got mini games over here, and people are going to come check it out. But like, what's what's your selling point? You're selling it to a ooh, my personal favorite mini game was called Paint Warfare, and Ray, I'm sure you'll like this one. It was basically a knockoff of Splatoon in Minecraft. Uh, I mean, the second you said it, that's what I thought of. Yeah, so full-on turf wars, we were working on adding power-ups and it, the whole shebang. It, it it was very basic Splatoon. It was pretty much just the turf wars with one gun. But we had resource packs. We had custom sound effects. We we went the whole nine yards with it, and I had a lot of fun testing that one. And as the one guy that was the, the developer was building it out, it was a lot of fun. So what's the other one? Give me give me a second one. We got we got mini Splatoon. What's number two? I'm gonna go with a good old Minecraft classic Skywars. So Skywars in Minecraft is when all the players spawn on their own, like floating island, just in a world of nothing other than islands. And they gotta like bridge over to the other islands and get loot from the middle islands that usually have better loot than the outside and it's really just a, a fight to the death you come out on top you win so you just got to build some tnt launchers destroy the other people's islands just watch them drop into oblivion is that is that bad or good that's where my mind went right away that's definitely one way of going about it and some iterations of skywars on some servers definitely play into that idea give players lots of tnt at the start which is really fun i that only came to mind because that's that's one of the things my son like made me help him build and design using some books of like, okay, here's how we're going to, we're going to build a TNT launcher. We're going to use slime. We're going to use 
some TNT, reuse some pistons. I'm like, okay, buddy, I don't know what any of this means, but I'm <laughs> I'm with you. And just he just started launching, just launching TNT places, just blasting things. So I'm like, yeah, no, that that's me. That where my mind went. Like, we're gonna blow some islands out of the sky here. You can't you yeah, can't no. hold an island if you can't have the island. One of the maps I actually built for that server totally played on the gimmick of TNT. And in hindsight, this was probably really bad for the average computer. But the entire middle island was just full of TNT. So you push a button and the whole map explodes. So is that a is that a bug or a feature then? Is that just a matter is that just a matter of like someone finding it and knowing like, oh, I can just blast everybody into oblivion, or is it just game over? Like what, No, it was thought? it was definitely a feature. I made the button right in the middle. I put a sign saying don't press this button or else you're gonna die. <laughs> How many times is the button pressed? Don't press it. Oh, I definitely pressed it a lot just for fun. You knew knew better. I want to know, like, get the sociology department over there on this. (laughs) Let's get random people dropping into the game, and I need stats on who pushes the button and who doesn't push the button. I would not not push the button. I'm I'm a very big rule follower. I would say, no, I'm a rule follower. I say don't push the button. You got it. I won't push it. What if my Ray. computer? What if my computer explodes because I pushed the button? Ray, when, I'm when we get to the worst possible thing, when we get to honorable mention number two, you need to come back and talk about the penguin because we got a. I need the penguin in context for, for this. <laughs> yeah, but Ray, I want to shoot a question back saying, you wouldn't push the button, but what if it, the entire middle island looks like a giant block of TNT and you knew exactly what that button did. No, 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 because you know, let me, let me tell you, this is how, this is how bad I feel. I, I will feel bad in a game to choose like dark side option for a lot of things. Like if I feel like it's going to have an actual outcome on the game, uh, I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do it. Like I'll, I'll feel bad for this made up character, but I can't, I can't do it. Ray hasn't done the Skyrim manual save in progress. And then, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, White Run. This is just the way it's got to be. You guys got to me today. I got to blow some steam off. <laughs> I can't do it. That stuff freaks me out. I made two save files in Hogwarts Legacy because I knew there was two options, and I was oh, not gonna. No, 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 no. We're not doing this today, Ray. We're not do- I'm not, not follow- doing this with I wasn't you. Follow through. I was gonna follow through on like on like the selfish ending. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> do it. I needed to. <laughs> What's your most used spell in that game, Ray? Just out of curiosity, it has, no, it has no bearing on the finale of the of the game. If it did, if, <laughs> if killing someone or having if having a death curse did something, I wouldn't have it. Tell you that's that's the I can't I can't even pick a negative option for chatting. Ian, I'm not I'm not talking to Mister uh, Observe all the the traffic lights in Grand Theft Auto over here right now. I don't where where were we with this? <laughs> No, the game, no, Grand Theft Auto. The game is is made to do that. It's, it's, I'm following what the game wants. But like, if I have a chatting option and it's like a rude option or a polite one, and neither's going to do anything, I'm I can't pick the rude one. I it just it's just me. Why am I going to do that to this to this made up character? Your two options there: are hello like, or Avada Kedavra, and yeah. Ray picks Avada Kedavra <laughs> ten times out of ten. Totally different. Ian, do you have anything else for Minecraft? I got to get away from this conversation. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I have to add with Minecraft, especially with the whole server that I've been talking about with this whole bit, is that my building resume for Minecraft is literally just that entire server. Right, we're we're going to need that server link. In fact, that might have to be 
Is it is there info for the server that you could share? Because that might have to be the clue that Monday. Um, it's not public. There is a oh. local dev server that I was explicitly told not to give out. Don't do it then. Don't no no don't 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 do that then. Don't do that. Then. No, I I definitely won't. But if I can go through my screenshots folder and see if I can find some screenshots of some of the maps that I build I've built in the past. I might start posting them on channel three because holy crap, I put a lot of effort into the maps that I built. There, there's a crew that will be ready for, uh, for checking some of that out for sure. Yeah. I will definitely have to keep you guys posted as we keep making progress on that because we're going currently just for a creative server right now is the iteration that we're going on right now. But there's so much technical stuff that we still have to go through in terms of upgrading and updating stuff that I I don't know. I'm I'm just excited to say it now, even though I probably shouldn't be talking about it. It's okay. It's okay. No, <laughs> just don't push the button. That's the important thing. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm not the one in charge of pushing the button. <laughs> don't push the button. <laughs> All right, on to game number three: Super Mario Odyssey, the second uh, Mario adjacent game, and not the last of the day. Is uh, the, the other the other the fourth C in this game is Mario. Uh, through this uh, list today. <laughs> but Super Mario Odyssey, one of four people to have conquered all 999 moons as of now uh, in the game there. So you've got the you got the golden balloon. So you've done you've done everything in this game. Oh yeah. Played the entire game front to back. Did all the missions in the Mushroom Kingdom. Got all the moons. I got the golden balloon. I got the the top secret ending that I think someone in that quest specifically said they weren't going to spoil, even though the game's been out for what six years? Five, it, no, now? six years now. Yes, twenty seventeen. Wow. Yeah. I'm only twenty one, but saying six years is making me feel old. Oof! He just landed. He just landed. He said, "I'm only twenty one." <laughs> there it is. Yeah, he, it was real subtle. It was real subtle <laughs> yeah. too, Ray. Real subtle. That's tough. All right, son. So uh, continuing on here with this conversation, <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, though. I guess uh, let, let's go back. So tell me, you know, so again, you play this one beginning day day one release or close to it type of thing. It wasn't day one. I actually waited until Christmas to get Mario Odyssey. That was not that long. Yeah, no, it wasn't that long. It was like a month, but I just knew this game would have so much content in it. I would not be able to balance playing Mario Odyssey with a high school schedule. And I had a real rigorous high school too. So I got Mario Odyssey for Christmas, and I don't think I 100%ed the game over Christmas break, but I know I beat the main story over Christmas break. I think I had the story beat before New Year's. So that's like getting all of those moons in like a week span really just showed you how much time I was able to just sit down and play that game, and then I enjoyed it from beginning to end. And if I had the time to beat this game and 100% it again, I totally would. So, so this is now six years of Nintendo making us think that the game, <clears throat> the game was the entire game when really it was only half the game, right? So, oh, as, yeah. as, as I look back now, and, and you know, we have the year of Pikmin Four, we're like, oh no, the game was only half the game. There's still another half a game after the credits yeah. roll that they did not tell you about. And Tears of the Kingdom, there's an entire game underneath of the game that they kept secret for five years that they did not tell anyone about. Mario Odyssey was the same thing that you, like you said, you get to the end of the main story. You're like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Listen, if you want to walk away? Go ahead. We got an, another half a game over here. 
if you want to take a look at this. So what was your what was your 16-year-old reaction to that when they're like, no, 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 you're not done yet. You only got half the game done. I was honestly happy that we got the Mushroom Kingdom in its full Nintendo 64 glory. I saw that Upgraded. and just like, wow, this is great. And just the the music that they put in the castle, oh man, my six-year-old self was melting oh! in my heart when I heard that. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. That was... I don't, know, I don't know what happened there. Um, just some kind of weird audio feedback. Oh, um, <laughs> no, but you know what? It, what's funny is I'm sure that like your six year old brain saw the, saw the mushroom kingdom looking like that anyway. And then you turn on 64 eventually like, no, it looked like, yeah. it looked like the Odyssey version in my brain. Yeah. Wait, the grass is just a PNG and it's made up of trapezoids. What? No, that's not <laughs> how this game looks. Yoshi's been stuck on that roof. Since all these 1996 years. or 97, whatever it was. Definitely yeah. the first thing I did when I got to the kingdom. I was like, all right, so let me go find Yoshi in there. Yep. There he is. There he he's was. stuck on the roof. And then there he's, he's like, hey, how are you doing? And you throw your hat on and possess him. That's a great response. <laughs> right. And in terms of like the dark side and the darker side, I really wasn't that surprised given Galaxy kind of did the same thing. Oh, sorry. Galaxy did have an entire second game, essentially. Yeah. Once you be that one, I be for some reason. I I loved Galaxy. Yeah, and Darker Side in particular, for how difficult that level was, I really enjoyed playing through it. it was, I don't know. I don't know what it was about that level, but just the different sections, just in, bringing back a different part of the game, just messing around with the different captures and stuff. I'm like, this is this is what this game was when I first picked it up, and then. Spoiler, even though this game's been out for six years, the ending where you're climbing up the new Donk Tower at the end of Darker Side, and you just have Cappy like bawling his eyes out about the adventure that you had. It's just like just a little thank this, you as you're getting towards the end. Right. The the game just tied the knot on that bow perfectly. And it's just like, yeah, you can run around and do whatever you want. Go hundred percent the game. Why not? So what what are some of the worlds that stick out in your mind here from the game? Cascade Kingdom. This is right at the beginning, really showing you the potential that this game had. And I actually had a little phase with Mario Odyssey where I wanted to get into speedrunning it. So doing that little dino skip where you capture the T-Rex and then you hit that little bounce pad and you just skip all the way to that boss fight. I couldn't tell you how many times I tried to do it before I could somewhat consistently get it. And I still can't do it consistently. Have we have we done a Koopa free run uh, time trial since Ian's been on the site oh, that might have to get well, I don't might, know. That might have to get re- be revisited sometime i don't think there's been one since i've been here but i know there's been one or two just yeah i, th- I think we did history. one i think we did one right before you came in so. probably before right before the school semester started may have been the last one we did so again strong start because you get the you mentioned the cascade kingdom you get the open world you get all these hidden nooks and crannies too of just like there's a moon hidden behind the waterfall under here. I bet you didn't know about halfway through or again, right off the bat, they just get this like not photorealistic T-Rex, but you have this like cartoony land and then like T-Rex in the middle of this thing, just taking a nap. And I know they use that in like promo images and stuff. And like some of the promo videos were like, okay, they're just going to give it to me right here. Let's, let's do this. Fine. It's kind of a shame that that's really the only spot in the game where that T-Rex shows up. Oh no, it's not. I mean, there's like one other spot. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, it's just the one other. And I know because I, right. I, I was, 
I was scoping that out. I was trying to use the other T-Rex for target the other day, but uh, oh. <laughs> that, that part of the map is not registered. Uh, it is just in the big question mark on, on the, uh, on that particular map. So, like, I, I can't say, use that's, it. Cause that's what dark sign, right? No, that's uh, it's was lost. No, one of the lost woods. Yeah. Lost woods. When you, when oh, you fall, you fall, right, you think you're yeah. going to, you think you're going to die. And, there's a whole that's little right. the, Yeah, the deep woods. Again, yeah, dang, something right, I did right. not know about. Like the first time I played, I slipped off. I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna die and oh wait, what? What? What just happened here? Yeah. Whole section. Yeah, I need to play Odyssey again because I totally forgot about that part. No, yeah, oh, <laughs> be, be careful. Be careful doing that to yourself. That's uh oh boy. That's a create uh, create another save slot and do it again. I'm still very slowly trying to get all 999 moons. Like when I if I first got the switch, I'd be able to. I keep thinking this, but like Breath of the Wild, I ended I sack all the shrines because I wasn't playing anything else. Now, my gosh, I play so many games. Yeah, honestly, I can't, I can't sit and do this. I'm, st- I'm trying to get 120 stars on Super <laughs> 64 still because I don't have a I don't have a file saved that has it. Yeah, Odyssey was still in the early time, so it wasn't like there was a mm-hmm. there, there was a not a plethora of games there like. One on top of the other, and like I've talked about with Tears of the Kingdom, like I had to finish it by the time Pikmin Four came out. Like I just can't. But but there was not that uh, that plethora then, so you could take Mario Odyssey and finish it. So I was going to ask. So you banged out like the prime game off the bat. You beat Bowser. You go to the moon. Peach says like I'm out of here. Takes the <laughs> takes the ship. So see you later. And starts gallivanting about the world on vacation. Uh, so so, how long did it take you to come back? You know, how long did you come back? Was it just like pieced together over time? What ha- what happened after that? I I don't fully remember. I think I kind of just took it in chunks. And once it got down to getting all the collectibles, I I will admit I kind of cheated a little bit. I kind of used the internet, especially with the regional coins. There's a thousand moons, kid. So we're, yeah, right. you're, you're in a safe space. You're in a safe space like that. Well, I, I I'll tell you my my cheat was finding out how to get the volleyball game done. I'm like this oh, is yeah. this is physically impossible. It was that in the that the darker side of the moon and one of the dark side of the moon secondary moons I had trouble with, but uh, it's okay. I'll admit I I used it for the volleyball game. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I also used the glitch at the time that let you do the infinite jump ropes too, just for fun. I I, I don't know that one, but I I just beat that one like a man. I there were, there were a couple of versions of that glitch, actually. And I have video evidence of me doing both of them. Well played. <laughs> and I actually think one of them was a screenshot I posted on Channel 3. I had made a post about Mario Odyssey. I think I did the 999 Moon Quest or whatever. And someone commented, This game, other than the jump rope and the volleyball, fantastic. And as a <laughs> reply to that comment, I... I sent a screenshot of me doing the jump rope glitch, and I said, "I'm sorry, but that sounds like a skill issue." Oh, <laughs> no, I, I, I made it. I made it funny with the screenshot, though. Like you could tell, like Mario's laying on top of one of the letters in the park. It, like it's meant to be funny. No, I see. I, I did that one. I did the jump rope straight because I didn't know whatever it was. The oh no, I had to break out the second controller and control Cappy with one hand and Mario with the other <laughs> for the volleyball game. Like oh, that's the. That's the ticket for this one. Okay, I get it now. All right, so I, I'm, I'm going to close out Mario Odyssey by asking. So the three C's. I got to ask, where, where does that fall here? If Content it falls. and creativity. <laughs> Content and creativity. 
For sure. Like, there's just so much content in that game. And just the fact that you have Cappy, there's so much creativity that the player has in movement. Like, if you watch a current Mario Odyssey speedrun from start to finish, you will honestly wonder how in the world they're doing half the stuff they're doing. Like, you get random bounces off a of Cappy you don't think are possible. They're rolling and doing spin pounds frame one. It's just like, what? How is this game humanly possible to beat this fast? I I just want the time traveler. There's two things I gotta say. I want the time traveler who in on October 18th, 1985, got Super Mario Brothers, cracked it open on the NES, played this game. So look at that. Look at these pixels move. And then we transport them through time and show them Mario possessing in 3D various creatures using a hat a, a uh, <laughs> using a uh, a hat but i also want to know i mean between this and again another game that's going to be coming up in the in the near future in this discussion here what drugs are they using in nintendo of america that leads to guys i got it i know what we're going to do now we're going to make the hat an autonomous being and it's going to allow mario to possess various creatures through the land and enemies you know we're going to wrap the game up he's going to possess bowser I, I just I just I, I don't know not, you know don't don't do things like that kids but I just I really wonder just what level that's an entire other plane of existence for someone who thinks of things like that that I can't I mean, Nintendo they're they're just experts at we're gonna let's just throw everything at the wall and let's see what sticks and they hit every time like well, every time it's, yeah. it's a ridiculous idea and you're like oh but but it's cool how again somehow. Again, we'll get we'll get to it when you take over in a couple of games. But I'm going to say like I've already been through twelve of them. That like there are twelve entirely separate things that like just the mechanics of it alone are baffling. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. back on back on topic here. We're gonna we're gonna get to that here in the honorable mentions. Join us on the Bucket and Hoosier Show, the podcast that's all about community and competitive Rocket League. If you're new to Rocket League, it's a high-flying, fast-paced game that combines soccer with rocket-powered cars. It's a game that's easy to pick up, but difficult to master. And that's where our guests come in. We're talking about the best of the best in the Rocket League community to learn about their journeys, strategies, and tips for success. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, we've got something for everyone. So sit back, relax, and join us as we explore the exciting world of competitive Rocket League. Join us live Monday evenings at twitch.tv forward slash Bucket and Hoosier and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to catch past episodes. Be sure to hit the follow and notification button so you know when new content has been posted. We're moving over to the honorable mentions. We're going to talk about three games. Didn't quite make the cut, uh, but here for, uh, here for discussion with us. The first up, Risk of Rain. Which uh, a game uh, I had to add to the library here tonight. Made sure it made sure it's in here because I've seen you know, you've been posting some Risk of Rain two content, and uh, I'm like, okay, let's see where let's see where this, this all started, and and that's an entirely separate portion of this conversation we're going to get to between Risk of Rain and Risk of Rain two. Uh, but we're we're back in platformer territory here with Risk of Rain. So tell me about this one. I actually meant to put the second one. <laughs> okay, so I want to start with Risk of Rain one. Did you play Risk of Rain one? I did not, but I have a really good friend that has, and to say the least, he is very excited that they are making, I don't know if it's like a full sequel or like a remaster of the first one, 
but I think they're calling it like risk of rain returns yes. or something. Yes, indeed they are. Yeah, and from what I've heard, it's very similar to Risk of Rain 1, and my friend is very excited about that. It's it's scheduled for release this year for the, the uh, PC and for the Switch. I'm not sure what a remaster is going to involve in a highly pixelated platformer game. I, I don't know what is that, if that just means like, you know, we're, we're increasing to a 4K resolution for uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's what that means, but like this was a Kickstarter that that was a Kickstarter game that is just like a, a pixelated move along. So so we'll uh, we'll disregard that. You, you do need to I think you need to know where you came from on this one. So when that comes out, you have to check out Risk of Rain one to, to understand. So let's let's move on to Risk of Rain two. The game actually intended to hear to be discussed. Normally, I leave Ray hanging with the bad information for the wrong game. But today, it is I who gets the... It's your uh, turn. It's my turn for it. So let's talk about Risk of Rain 2. Yeah, so actually, the friend that I was just saying was really excited for Risk of Rain Returns actually got me into Risk of Rain 2. And he kind of just told me to buy it on Steam when it was on sale. I'm like, but what if I want to play it on the Switch? He's like, no, buy it on Steam. Please, for the love of God, buy it on Steam so we can play together. Like, fine, fine, fine. I'll buy it on Steam. I bought it. I'm just like, what am I supposed to do in this game? And then I kind of just sat down, learned the mechanics, read a couple of wikis, and started unlocking characters and enjoying the game. Survive. That's your survive. Yep. So, so there's some some Minecraft elements in that regard of just like you're dropped in and like good luck. Everything, the world is out there for you and survive. <laughs> I see some, I yeah. see some tie-ins between the games here. This Risk of Rain 2 being a little closer officially to Minecraft than it was to uh, Space Invaders <laughs> that the first one was. But so what, so sell me on the game then. So I've not played this one. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So I've seen, you know, you've got some clips up there. You've got some, uh, some uh, tailored content. And I will say your facial expressions on this have, have kind of sold Sold the game as well as there's things that I, I feel like surprise you as far as how the game reacts, interacts, or some of the, the little surprises that come along the way. Oh, yeah, no. So in that clip in particular that you're referring to, I was playing one of the side modes in Risk of Rain called Simulacrum. It's very similar to Risk of Rain in the sense of it's still a roguelike game. You're still running around picking up items and stuff, but... It's more of COD zombies in a way to where there are explicit waves and different, like, there's different waves, different, and the difficulty still increases. And with that clip, I had run into an artifact, what they're calling it in that game, that spawns the final boss. And the final boss has an attack where he jumps up in the air and then slams down on the ground. And I was caught in the shockwave of his landing and it brought my 1500 health down to nothing negative thanks for playing have a great time right yeah and i think i was like a half an hour to an hour in that round because i think simulacrum goes on until you die so i was i was in the heart of that run i was really enjoying it and then all of a sudden the game throws the final boss on me and i get one shot killed like i think my reaction to that clip says it all like i i just didn't know what to say and i was just kind of staring at the screen just laughing it was it was one part what just happened it was one part look of defeat 
and then one part you can't do anything but laugh. I, th- I feel like that was like the the succession of expressions that you worked through <laughs> in yep. the course of that. Just like you went through all the stages of grief <laughs> through the course of it to finally getting to acceptance and just kind of laughing it off. And you know, a bit of a roguelike element to this one because you're you're gonna die. It's just it's just the way this is gonna go. Yeah, that happens every single round I play in this game. Like stupid death, you you laugh it off, you go next, you go again. So you, you talked about this is one, you know, you we talked about the internet earlier, and this is one where you've mentioned you've had to consult the wiki for this game because it doesn't give you the most information. Again, games don't come with manuals anymore. You just get this piece of equipment, you get this item, you get this relic, whatever it is that summons the final boss and doesn't tell you, uh, or yeah, you, you've had to consult the wiki. What are, what are some of the highlights of things that you've been surprised by when consulting something besides like final boss coming in and one shotting you to death? I feel like the most surprise I've had with the risk of rain are what some of the items do because the game doesn't really do a great job at fully explaining what items do. Like, you'll just get, like, a really generic, like, oh, yeah, this this item does something. Like, fire a shot. But, like, what what does that shot do? Because you you see the item go off, and it shoots something, but then it explodes in six that, different yeah, spots. Yeah, then it fires Meteor from Final Fantasy VII and destroys the world. Yeah, or something like that, yeah. And just going on the wiki and, like, reading in depth what people are reporting this item does, especially with the lunar items in particular, it's just like, what? there's so much untapped potential in this game that I just didn't know about because I don't know what these items do. What's your, what's your favorite item you've come across? I would probably have to say an equipment. I forget what it's called, but all of my friends and I nickname it the Ahoy. And it's just a one shot equipment. You can shoot it at anything you want. It one, it kills it. It gives you a little pirate hat and it says in the little in-game chat, Ahoy. And it's it's like a little pirate like shotgun like pop shotgun kind of thing too. It's really funny. Ray, future quest. I think we need to have uh, Ian stream a Wednesday night, and anytime he gets an elimination in Fortnite or he, he gets a bean aside, he has to put on a pirate hat and say "Ahoy." <laughs> yeah, ahoy. Sorry. <laughs> that sounds very Team Fortress like. They do. A, they always had all those like funny gimmicks when you would, when you would win with weapons. Yeah, and, and I, I will say there's also been just some comments throughout time of just people watching your stream of this game. I think Jay Klein at one point was just yep. over overwhelmed watching you play this game, and that was enough for him to be taken uh, taken aback. I was like, what is going on here? We'll oh, have yeah, to no. be checked out. That stream in particular, I think I was at least an hour into a run already, and I think I was playing with an artifact that lets me pick my items as I find them. So... Usually when you do runs like those, your runs will go really far because you're building the optimal builds for your character. And as you get further into the run, the enemies, of course, will spawn much more frequently and there's much more explosions. And my my graphics card in my computer is not friends with me when I do those kinds of runs because my game will stutter so much just because there's so much color and explosion rendering. It's just like... This game runs at, you know, triple digit FPS and then all of a sudden it drops down to twenty. Yeah, just too much going on. Yeah. So we move on. Next game on the list, Super Mario 64. The greatest Mario game of all time. Tell me 
Mr. 21 year olds, where 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 are you playing this game? Was it on your dad's 64? Because we, we brought that up before. Yeah, I played it originally on my dad's 64 and then got Mario 64 DS when that came out, which that's another game for another time because that's a totally different game from the original. That is a slept on game. By the way, I don't feel people don't talk about it. That that game changed my life. Super Mario sixty four on the DS. But again, yeah. another time. Continue. Yeah, another, time. another time. Yeah. <laughs> and when they announced Mario three D All Stars on the Switch, and I saw Mario sixty four in the higher resolution, I I just knew I had to get that game. Like Mario sixty four is one of my top two. Like Mario sixty four and Mario Mario Odyssey. Those are my boys. Those are my top two. And I I 100%ed it on the Switch. I knew I had to. Yeah, it, and it runs... It, it feels like it runs smoother on that Mario 3D All-Stars one. I, I, I bounce back and forth, but it definitely feels like it runs better on it. That's where I'm playing it right now. Trying to 100% it again, for sure. It plays better than the Switch Online. You're not wrong. It does. It does. Now, now I, I have one gripe with it. Is it it's it takes out the most iconic line in the entire game. Oh no 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 oh boy. Oh here we I go. A, I got yeah. a big I got a big grudge with that. They just stole the line away. All these children will never get to hear the Salong Bowser line. Yeah. That's all it says. Yeah. So that no, part's upsetting. No discrepancy with that line at all. Nothing. No controversy just, or history there. Nope. It's no, this nope. Is nonsense. Absolutely. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. That's what it is. It's it is nonsense. Game. That's absolutely correct. Okay. It was never what it was. All right. All right. So, what's, uh, so you 100%ed it, obviously. Found Yoshi, all the fun stuff. What's, uh, what's your favorite stage? I probably, I have to say, either Bomb on Battlefield or Womp's Fortress. Just those two mm-hmm. right at the beginning. Those levels just hook you. Like, I think Bob on Battlefield was the reason why my six-year-old self wanted to be a game developer as I grew older. It's just like, the, this world just, it's so open for a game from the 90s, but it's so open. It lets you do pretty much whatever you want to do. You can do it in whatever, or, in pretty much whatever order you want to do. And it still hooks you in with the okay, well, there's a star that I know I can't get. I need something to get it. I don't know how to get it. So it forces you to go back and, you know, replay it. Jesus, Ray, it just hit me. This adult didn't exist in the 90s. No, he did, he did, he did not. He existed um, alongside oh, how, my brother. How was that gaming last <laughs> century, guys? Just, can you just say, how was that gaming last century? Yeah, okay. The late nineteen gaming in the late nineteen hundreds must have been a pain, guys. Crazy, it's a crazy world. Nineteen ninety six was a crazy time. Yeah, for sure. Again, Nintendo once again masterclass in first levels. As such, I would say I don't, I don't, I don't think any game does better at first levels than Mario games on teaching you what you need to do without making you feel like you're going through a tutorial. Because it, it just tells here, you know, here's your basics, and then you, like you said, the womp. The Womp World is like, oh, here's the basics on climbing now. Right? Because the bomb mom is, here's how you move around, and here's how you climb, essentially. Climb and ground pound. Mm -hmm. Yep, climb and ground pound. set you up. All right, so we have the metal cap, invisible cap, and the flying cap. Which is, which cap has the best music? Gotta say wing cap and invisible cap, just because they're the same. But, I don't know. I, I just like how airy 
it feels like the music just it just sets up an environment it's just like you, i i could have that uh melody stuck in my head whenever i want to so my thing is i'm totally i would i always pick the invisible cap i just kind of i like the setup my thing is always i love how mario will call back its own music over and over and over again and so like that cap is they basically remix star power into, yeah into, so I, I love those callbacks all the time so that's why i always went with the invisible one just for music any uh any speed runs with this one I mean, there's a million one speed runs. People are still speed running it today. Oh yeah, I I think I dabbled in it a little bit. If I were to do a speed run in this, it would probably either be either the 16 or the 70 star. But can't do the 16 on the Switch, unfortunately. And I I don't know. I just haven't had it in me to lug my 64 onto campus. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I had space in here for it, but I don't. Uh, all right, so let's let me ask you one more question on this one here. How do you feel about the camera in that game? That is, that is the gripe of many people. How do you feel about the camera that you know will be in fixed positions as opposed to spinning? Yeah, the gripe about the camera is well deserved. It it's not great, I will admit, but I feel like as an introduction to like 3d camera movement i think having it in that static in those static spots kind of helped a little bit just with like understanding okay it can move you can move it and then as the camera evolved into something that can spin and be a little more dynamic kind of just having the point of reference of like okay it used to be static so i know how it can look into something that i can more freely control it helps a little bit more it's it's amazing. I don't know if they just developed it faster or just decided to not put it because you know Banjo Kazooie comes out and you can move the camera there. I, I figure you can move the camera in in Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, but I haven't played it. As I don't much, like so. your tone. I don't like your tone on that comment. <laughs> you just, you watch, I, no, watch your tone. Watch your tone. I just I don't get. I, I just that's why I don't get why that camera was static and you know the next two games after that they kind of worked it out. Well, you know what, Ray? It was probably the C buttons. But there's other games that do it. You could move the camera better in, in other games on the 64. That's, that's, that's what confused me about it. This also it was, might be copium, but it's a launch title, Ray. It's true. Nintendo, Nintendo hadn't gotten to the free moving camera yet when they were making it. <laughs> One more camera question. Does anybody use the zoom in Mario camera when you press the right bumper? Because I can't think of a reason to ever be that close. And, and move around correctly. The only time you're required to use it, I think, is to get into the wing cap stage. No, no, no I'm not talking about the not like looking in first person. When you press, um, oh, I guess oh. the right the right shoulder button. It wasn't. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, right yeah. Zoom, yeah, zooming into Mario instead of yeah, and that one, yeah. <laughs> is, is there a single reason to use that camera? Um. I think speedrunners use it for like alignment purposes. Crazy. But I don't I don't even I don't know how. Even then they just tap into it for a split second mm. and that's it. And I agree with you. Very limited use of it. I can't really find a reason why I would ever use it. It's just too close. Alright, so let's jump now from, from the greatest Mario game of all time to what could be one of the greatest Mario games ever. I'm gonna put it out there right now. As we are Mark the 48 tape. hours in. Mark it right now. It could may well be one of the best Mario games ever made. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I mean, good enough that you wanted to talk about it. And again, it's Sunday and the game came out two days ago. Ray, I've been talking about this game since they announced it. 
And the only reason why this isn't in my top three is because I haven't beaten the game. I mean, a real. I mean, they they hyped it up, and you played it, and I mean, the hype's real, right? Everything everything about it. Just tell tell me. Obviously, we're gonna go spoiler free here because the game is two days old. Yeah, give me the spoiler free thoughts on the game. The fact that Nintendo said that they didn't have a timeline to develop this game helped them immensely. The amount of detail that is in each level, in the animations of all the characters and the enemies and stuff, it, this genuinely feels like how a kid would have seen like Super Mario World or Super Mario Bros. 3 back in the day. Like Just the vibrant imagery. I don't know. Everything in this game is just awesome. And I can't shut up about it. I'm sorry. I had to put it on here. <laughs> the, the, smartest thing, the smartest thing Nintendo's done is they learned from the announcement of Tears of the Kingdom and they learned from the announcement of Metroid Prime 4, shut their mouths until they're 90 days out from the game coming out. And then you can, then you can let the world know it exists. And the fact that they've done that, if we had a six-year develop, this game probably had a six-year development cycle. They've been working. Oh, on yeah. Like, there, there have been rumors of a new Mario game for years. And the fact that we didn't know about it probably made it that much better for us. And the same thing happened with whether it was Pikmin 4. Like, every game they've announced, like, at most, what, four months out, five months out, maybe? for I guess they've gone six months out for Peach's game coming out in March. But, like, nope, don't tell us about it. Take all the time you want, boys. Take all the time you want. Give me a give me a favorite feature in a new game. Ooh, favorite feature. Yeah, give me a detail, like specifically that you saw or you heard. You were like, is it time trials? Oh, that's really it's time, cool. It's time <laughs> trials, isn't it? It's a time trial. <laughs> oh man. Um, I know this is kind of the whole gimmick of the game, but probably probably the wonder stuff. The Obviously not going to talk about any of them specifically because spoiler-free conversation, but the further and further you go into this game, you start to see how much time and creativity went into developing some of these because some of them some of them play off the gimmick of the level, which is kind of expected, but then some of them are just coming totally out of right field, and you're like, where in the world did this come from? I, I'm through 12 of them so far. And not a one of them has been a duplicate. Like every one of them, like I, I think, like oh, okay, they're going to do no. Oh wait, I'm just going to say, like I'm walking on the sides of the wall. <laughs> like it is, I, but it, it, Mario is now top down on the walls walking, and I'm like, what is like what is like the the what they had to do to put different mechanics in and different. Like I can't imagine. I'm not a game developer. I'm not a programmer. I can't imagine how annoying it is every one of these levels to program in oh no this is now this game now works this way <laughs> yeah let me just shift the axis of the character real quick and how they move <laughs> and I'll, I'll and I'll, I'll go ahead even go ahead say what you guys say and i was just gonna tag along to dan's comment i think in the four worlds i've played so far i think i've maybe seen one or two duplicate like gimmicks of the wonder but since it's a different level, the, the gimmick plays in a different way, kind of, if that makes sense. There's also a lot of levels per world. Oh, yeah. Right? They, they give you, I, and I think that, that's where they came from Mario 3D World, 
Where is that? We're we're going to give you a whole bunch of levels, um, and you can choose the order you want to play them in here. You don't even have to play them all if you don't want to, and, and kind of move on along. Oh yeah, no, this is going to be a a little spoiler ish, but I'm going to try to minimize it. But Ray, when I was watching you play Mario Wonder and just watching you like go into each little like nook and cranny corner of the overworld, World Four in particular, you are going to have a blast doing that. I, I do that in every game I play. I, I run into walls because I'm like, something's got to happen. They, so, some, some developer must have thought, hey, this wall looks funny. Let's just do something here. Nintendo has never left space for no reason. There's always some, and like instinctively I'm finding those things in this game already because I'm like, no, Nintendo doesn't do that by accident. They, they don't do that by accident. And if I don't there find anything least- there, I'm like, they, they did that just to mess with me then. I there found was at least one else. wonder seed. There was at least one big purple coin already that I went back into a level three times and then finally realized, Where wait a second. And realized, wait a second, why is there this random like little like hole in the wall? It doesn't make sense. And I finally noticed it and hit it. And I was like, oh, there it is. Or there are the pits that you have to actually, I'm going to spoil it, but I'm going to say there are pits you have to yeah, go in. Fall. And And I've died in four of them that are not those pits now because I'm like, well, I can't tell if this is one or not. I got 47 lives. Let's just do this. Also, that's what the call features for, right? Jump in with a buddy. Oh, I'm a ghost. All right, guys. Not, not this one. The only time I've played online in Wonder is in a specific, like, search. Like, the levels are called Search Party. Yes. Those are the only times I've been online in Wonder so far. And not to say that you absolutely need it, but it definitely helps when the gimmick of that is basically just hidden blocks to find stuff. See, now I'm kind of curious because I, I played one of those so far. I'm like, I kind of want to turn off the online because I'm seeing what the other people are doing. And I'm like, you're, oh, okay. So you're seeing it, but they're, but you don't actually see the interaction with the level. So it's very funny to see them, them floating in the air. And you're like, wait, hold, how did they get there? Yeah, or you'll just see someone like climbing on an invisible vine. Yeah. Like, where where did this vine come from? Why are they climbing? Why am I seeing the back of Toadette instead of the side of Toadette? And I'll I'll finish it with this right here. Uh, the game is what six six gigs, I think. Again, obligatory Nintendo shut up. I, I have to I have to do it now because after what they did with Tears of Kingdom, they they put that whole thing into sixteen gigs. I got to shout out every time you put this much into a game, it's you know, and I could fit it in a normal sized they like redesigned the entire art style of Mar- like they've had the same art style for 2D Mario since what 06 or whatever year it was that new Super Mario Brothers came out and, like they have redesigned everything from the ground up like I, and yep. did it in 6 gigs and just to fact check you there Ray I just did a quick Google search the top result is saying approximately 4 Oh, look at that. Even, even smaller than I thought. Even I thought smaller. Was, I thought it was six. I gotta check my I gotta check my switch again. If it's four, Jesus. I don't know how they did it. Alright, well, let's get on to a future game here uh, that you're looking forward to. Super Mario RPG. So I gotta ask, is this gonna be your first experience with the game? Yes. And I wanted to put Wonder in this spot so badly just because I would have realistically not had it. But then I gave in to the urges and I bought the game. So I had to pick Mario RPG here because that's probably going to be the next Mario game I play. 
that's okay. You get to be the first one we actually talk about Wonder with. So we've we've had a few looking forward to. So it's good to actually get that's a little. That's true. Like, oh, it's everything we wanted in more. That's it's nice to get that in here. <clears throat> so obviously Mario. I mean Mario touched on like sixty six percent of this episode here, right? Yeah, rightly so. So I have to ask. So it's a little different than the Paper Mario. So have you done like the Paper Marios? throughout time or is this going to be like a first mario rpg experience i've done i think i played through parts of paper mario sticker star and then i think i played most of mario and luigi bowser's inside story so i have a little bit of experience in mario rpgs but i've i don't think i've played one front to back yes i mean this is going to be a much more traditional turn-based rpg like and much more straightforward like weapons spells it is far different from the paper Mario series. It's far different from the Mario and Luigi series in that regard. Uh, should be a, should be a real treat for you here. Is it just the, the fact that it's Mario or is it like what, what's saying what's, what's making you say like, okay, Nintendo's telling me I need a remake of this. Is that why, or why are you after this one? I think it's just because I saw all the excitement about like people wanting Gino and smash and just people hyping up a random RPG that Square Enix decided to develop for Nintendo. This is Whoa, like, well, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Square Enix did not. Oh, did they not? No, Squaresoft did. Square Squaresoft. Oh, Squaresoft. I, okay. I'm I going to say it was, as I knew an it was R- a Square. No, no, I'm going to say something. as an RPG guy, this is pre-Enix days. So that's a that's a big differentiation. Square something. I was I was I was in the ballpark. It was it was I think this was still the Square Soft days before Enix uh before the Enix uh buyout merger, whatever it was, came in here. So you you've unleashed Dan. Dan, (laughs) That's true passion uh, is is actually turn based. Let me me kick my I'm gonna you know scoot the soapbox back in there, just leave it for Ray's point redemption on his channel for uh Ray going off about something. But I, I, I kid when I say that, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna end this with one final question then. So You've played some Mario RPGs. You've played 3D Marios. You've played 2D Marios. Well, I mean, Mario has done everything from painting to teaching how to type to being Pushing a pills. kidnapping victim. <laughs> Push. Oh, 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 we're going, we're going on that. <laughs> we're going down this avenue, are we? I, I'm going to ask, what's your favorite? What's your favorite iteration of Mario? Like is it 2D, 3D? Is it these obscure side games? I would probably say 3D. Um, I would say 3D mostly just because I like the openness of it and seeing how much time I've dedicated to Minecraft. That's a very obvious 3D game. The whole gimmick of that game is cubes and just having the open space to run around and kind of just do whatever you want, especially in 64 and Odyssey. I feel like that's why I like 3D and the more linear 3D platformers kind of touch on that a little bit like 3D land, 3D world. But I just like the openness of it. Fair enough. All right, well, we're going to move on to a quest, a question from the Channel 3 history books that we're picking for you to discuss. And the one that we're going to pick for you, we've named after user Dennis2130. And we've identified the series as the Dennis Proposition. Asking, putting two characters against one another, who in some kind of contest that has nothing to do with their games. It's not a fight. We have Smash Brothers. We're going to figure out who can fight. But what we're going to do here, since Mario's come up so often, the first one of these that that got put out there was asking who would win a debate. Is it Mario or is it Sonic? Oh, man. I was wondering what quest you guys were going to do for me 
because I I've caught up on my uh, what are your three stuff and I saw all the quests and you guys were just throwing curveballs everywhere. So oh, I get we don't, this one. We don't warn any, but this is the one we don't warn it. We we make you give us the yeah. game so we're prepared as best as we can be. But no, you're not prepared. This is, so who's who's gonna win a debate? Mario or Sonic? I think my response here was Sonic. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Oh, Dan. that was your response, which is why I, I the other thing I don't tell anybody, I usually have two or three of these at the ready. I think one yeah. time it just did not like the one I went, the one I picked just fell flat and I had to go to the, the B pick anyway. But I, I usually keep a couple because I, you know, I, I want to see how the flow of the conversation's going. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. was not the one I listed first, just so we're clear. But this is the one that I picked off of the list because here we were talking about Mario for two thirds of this thing. And you think Mario <laughs> couldn't verbally spar against some, you know, methed up hedgehog on, you know, high on chili dogs? Well, what are the words that Mario says? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Mario rarely speaks coherent English. And I think in my response to this quest, I think Sonic would just question the validity of half of the stuff that Mario does. Like, is Mario a doctor? Yeah. Is he a licensed doctor? Well, I don't know. Questionable questionable at best is he a licensed construction worker should he be you know building castles and levels i don't know about that one either hey he was on a wrecking crew that's all i know people (laughs) but here he is he's but but he's can but here's the thing though he's convinced people that he's a doctor he's taught people how to type he's taught them art but here we're, we're citing you know degrees and we're citing you know the school of hard knocks has something to say here Exactly. It's all about the validity of the certifications. And I feel like Sonic is just more witty. I feel like he would have more like snarky comments about Mario that would win a crowd over. It's a fair point. And a final question we're going to ask is, what is your favorite feature on Channel 3 so far? Oh, man. Favorite feature? Probably Target. Because I've gotten a couple of referrals on Channel 3 since I've been on here. And for two out of the three of them, two of them have joined specifically for Target. Because my friends and I, at least when the other two friends played it a little more consistently, like to turn it into a competition to see how close we could get. And I would pretty much nail every single one of the Mario Kart ones, and they'd just be like a tiny bit off, or like further off than I would have expected. So I think for them, that competition, just because I was nailing most of the targets, kind of like pushed them back a little bit, but... When I'm on fire with the Mario Kart targets, I'm getting like top five to ten results of the day from everyone on the platform. I'm happy for you because I I can't hit a Mario Kart target for my life. I don't I don't know. I for, I, I can't I can't match up a, a picture with a map. You guys, I get you give me four tracks. I have I mean I'm usually on the opposite side. I'm really good at guessing wrong on that game, but I do I, love. <laughs> I've been able to get the tracks on every single one just because I I know the tracks fairly well. But there are just some targets out there on tracks that I don't know very well, like the tour ones, where I will just get so like tilted at myself for not knowing them. But how am I supposed to memorize all these tracks when every single one of them reroutes every single lap? It's frustrating and annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why Jedi continues with them, because they... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's they're they're really awesome. That's actually that's crazy. Putting the tour tracks in Mario Kart Eight It's like learning to time trial that you you got you're learning three different tracks essentially. Yeah, 
All right. Well, with that, we've made it to the end of another What Are You Three podcast. Thank you, Ian, for being our guest today. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast, dropping every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Ray. Dan Tucker puts this all together. And for our executive producer, Joel Willis, have a good day, everybody. What's going on, everybody? Tonight's guest, as always, every school semester, for anyone who doesn't know, Joel does teach an online course for... The University of Miami, Ohio. No, that's totally wrong. He does not teach at University of Miami, Ohio. That's it's Miami University. Is my, it is Miami University. But of Ohio, right? This is the worst introduction of all time. <laughs> I'm going to start over once I remember. It's, my, it's Miami University of Ohio, is it not? It is, it is. Miami okay. University. Yeah, but all of us uh, Ohio folk just call it Miami University. I've insulted, oh, I've, insulted, I've insulted Ohio. I'm gonna right. start. I'm gonna start over. All right. At least I don't go to a university where they tried to trademark an article. I'm not going to the Ohio State University. You are you not at the Ohio State. No. Listen, I'm they barely beat Penn State. Tell them to tell them to shut their gaps. <laughs> I was told it was a very. It was a defensive masterpiece. That's that's the spin that I heard on that game. <laughs> A defensive masterpiece in college. Okay. Let's try this again. I'm going to wait. Dan. Dan's dealing with children. Just roll with it. All right. Let's start. I'm going to start this over. It's been a weekend. This, I can't wait till this is This is all going to be great at the end. This is just going to be wonderful. Joel, Joel's going to be happy. This is like our bonus assignment for there's a post credit debacle. I can't wait. Hadouken! You know what? I have Whoa, not guys, slid guys, down this slope. Guys, guys, save it. <laughs> it's happening right now, Dan. You did this. I, hang on. <laughs> see, listen. See, we got a spot for this, okay? I know. I know. Hold on. Okay, I'm also typing do. some stuff here. I gotta stop talking. Let me finish this typing I was doing here. Want people to overly prepare, and, and in your case, you got at least one game that you've had for 48 hours, so you've or not yeah, even. Right. You, you've had it for like 36 hours, so. Um, yeah, and I'm further ahead in the game than Ray. <laughs> That's yeah, Dan's well, fault. Ray, Ray's got two t- <laughs> between between the two terrorists Ray has at home and the terrorist who uh, knew how to emotionally manipulate him remotely. Uh, if it wasn't for Dan, I'd be at like a World Five by now. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I finished World Four and I said, "Wait a minute, I'm on a podcast. I better not zip through this game so I accidentally spoil something." It's it's, it's <laughs> quite right. <laughs> it's in my notes too. The, the the world level two spoiling is uh is spoiling enough for people I think at this point still but you're yeah you're not out for a few weeks anyway you're we're, we're like three weeks ahead so okay you're you're, you're safe uh, but anyway so. Uh-huh.